Welcome to the Anxious Millennial Podcast. I am your one and only host, Alexandra. I am so excited for today's episode. I barely even slept last night. I'll be really honest with you. On today's episode, we have coach, community leader, organization founder, social media platform pioneer, marketer, and entrepreneur, I have to take a breath after that. That's a lot of titles. Natrosha Miller. She's an incredibly inspiring woman. From our very first conversation, I felt an immediate connection and was instantly drawn to her sunny personality and her beautiful, caring nature. Her inspiring words on her wildly popular Love Thy Sisterhood IG account has us all waiting for her next words of wisdom and keeps us going on good and bad days and everything in between. Natrosha, it is an absolute privilege to welcome you to the Anxious Millennial Podcast. Woo, I got out of breath there. <laughs> so many titles. <laughs> but thank you so much. Thank you, Alexandra. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. It's an honor for me. And... So because simplicity is queen, I'll start off by asking you, Natrosha, what is your word for 2020 and why? Oh, wow. Thank you. That's a great question. My word for 2020 is balance. Alexandra, balance. Balance is so important to me because of my workload, of course, but it also reminds me of the importance of life itself. That it's, it's, it's more than just work. And so also it was a word for me prior to the pandemic, right? But it's so much more important to me now that we're still in the midst of it because it allows me to understand how important family and balancing the work life and my social life and that it's not all about work. Although I love work, I love it. I'm passionate about what I do every day. However, I understand the importance of loving me first as well. So balance just reminds me that it's okay to love yourself and others and also understand the importance of my overall well-being, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, right? That if I'm right with myself and I'm balanced at all, that I can do my best. I, I'll do my best for myself and others. So balance is a word that I continue to strive for as a goal because <laughs> I love what I do. However, that balance is what needs to keep me focused on achieving that particular goal. So I love Fantastic. it. Fantastic. That is, and you're absolutely right. It's such a great word because it implies boundaries. Yes. Right? That's great. Yes. Absolutely. Boundaries is important. Um, I know we're going to talk about the importance of self care and, and wellness, but you're right. Boundaries allows me to say no, uh, allows me to give me the permission to say to love yourself, not that you don't love others, but to be. Um, be more kind to myself and my needs first. So understanding that it's okay to say no, and it's okay to just put time aside just for you. And I'm okay with that. I'm learning oh. to accept that. <laughs> I love that. And speaking of kindness, please tell us about Love Thy Sisterhood and how you continuously keep your content so creative and inspiring. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. 
Love Thy Sisterhood is a faith-based women's community. We're all about accountability. And, of course, we champions women's personal and professional development. Um, we are a, a offline and online community where we serve members, of course, throughout the U.S. and outside the country. So I'm just a very excited about Love Thy Sisterhood. But what definitely keeps the content so inspiring is the fact that it comes from my spirituality is where I started. I'm a writer. So it's oftentimes it's a ministry to myself as I write, but I realize that my writing skills can be so related, relatable to other women's that it gives me a sense of healing throughout my challenges in life. And so I love that sisterhood is a brand that's recognized by so many people. And it, 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 to me, identify encouragement, um, inspiration, you know, uplifting others and positivity. And also a little bit of my personality uh, of entertainment (laughs) as well. But I write because it's a way of me to release it's part of my self-care, but also to be a blessing to so many people that are going through things in life that they can help them to understand they're not alone, that it's okay to feel and to go through things that you don't have to, like you could come to my Love Thy Sisterhood on Instagram page and feel connected, even though you may not be a member, but you still feel like family. And, and that's a goal to just keep that understanding. We're all in this together. So it's important for me to stay spiritually grounded because I truly feel that the Lord speaks to me in a way that others need to know what's, you know, what was what whatever their valleys or whatever their challenges they're going through in life, that someone out there is praying for them, that someone's out there care enough to say, hey, it's going to be OK. You know, just lift your head up and knowing that better days are ahead. So that keeps me humble to understand that people are wanting to be better in life and they want to be successful. They want to grow. But due to whatever situation or circumstances they're going through in life, they sometimes feel disconnected. So my goal when I write content to write content they can relate to that they brings them hope and not be optimistic about life because there is a light at the end of the tunnel and because I've been in darkness before I know that how that feels just to know that someone out there care enough about me living is is powerful so kind of, I, I, I love what I do so to answer your question is you're, you're absolutely right is that I just have to be spiritually grounded and only do what I what I do for my content. And to continue to grow that audience, that's the number one goal, is to continue to keep being engaging. You know, every comment matters to me. So I try to reply to all the comments or like or acknowledge their presence because people want to know, they want to be seen, they want to know that people see them. And, and I think that's another great way how we grew so rapid throughout the years was that I can reach out to them and say, hey, I, I understand what you're going through and I, I would love to walk you through it. And you don't have to be, you know, forced to be a member to just say, hey, be a part of the family. You are family. 
That is incredibly powerful, and you are absolutely right. I think as far as building communities go, now more than ever, we feel that sense of needing that authenticity from other people because I believe building a community has a certain sense of responsibility. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hard work. <laughs> but it's the be consistent. People want to know your presence and they want to know that your your mission is is tending for the for the best, meaning that you're not just on it social media just to be doing something that is a purpose of mine. It's an assignment on my life. So when I do it, it's not inconsistent. It's something that I've been called to do and I love what I do. So I, I believe truly feel that the followers they feel that they and they know that that she's doing it if, if it's one follower, it can be a fifty thousand followers, but if I could just touch one, hmm. my my job is complete. And so it's important to, for me to stay consistent in anything that I do. And people will definitely will support you and recognize your whole work and understand that your mission is, is, is bigger than life itself. It's not about me. It's about them. Yes, yes. Well, you got to be doing something right because that calling of yours has allowed you to have a five-year anniversary. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Five years Oh, wow. June of last month. So June 2020. So. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's that's a big milestone, especially in the era we're in on social media. So to that, tell us, how did you get started on your journey and what are you most looking forward to? The journey has been a roller coaster ride. Let's just say that. But it's, it's been very rewarding, to say the least. I started... Love Thy Sisterhood, were originally Love Thy Sisters in 2015, June, June 2015. As a sisterhood where women come together um, and just talk about life. And what we found that we have the same interests is, of course, serving God, you know. So that's where Love Thy Sisters was named because of loving each other, loving our sisters um, through the thick, through the thin, and being each other a champion. No matter what you're going through in life, that you had someone to walk you through it, pray with you, and encourage you. And so oftentimes I get that question, why? And, I, and even doing my challenges right now, I always go back to remember the reason why I started, why I started Number one, it was because I was ordained. I, feel, I, I truly feel that I was called to do it. Um, it came from a miserable place in my life. I, I, I went through depression. And so overcoming depression, I realized that it was a lonely road. I felt as though I was the only one that was going through depression. And no one truly understood. Um, or I, I would say truly get why. I was depressed because I was going to work every day. I was, he felt a smile on my face, but oftentimes I was so sad on the inside. And so it was very important for me when I um, came out of it, that realized that I didn't want another woman to go through what I went through alone. That, you know, we have each other to count on to, to help each other through. And I just always wanted a sisterhood and God knew it that that 
they knew that whatever they were going through, whether it's divorce or whatever that low valley in their life, that there's someone out there has overcome it and that they are willing to help you through it as well. And so to share your testimony, right, and to inspire others was the main goal, the original goal of Love Like Sisters at the time. And so throughout the years, I, you know, of course, I did, I'm doing events and workshops and come together doing prayer call. And one thing led to another. And now you're right. I mean, five years later, here we go as an accountability community of women's uh, local and non-local. So it truly is a blessing to me and so many other women throughout the world. And speaking of accountability, what looking forward do you expect from yourself and from your community? What are you most excited about? Oh, that's a great question. As a certified life coach, I specialize in accountability. It's so important because it's, it's a way for me to allow women to understand that there can be, they can be their best self and successfully, no matter whatever that success looks like to them in their eyes, you can be your best self. You know, oftentimes in in women's, we become wives and we become, like you said, mothers and sisters and we, we everything, but sometimes we forget about who we are individually. And so to understand that their life matters, Right. That that they, too, if you take the role away from you, who are you and holding them accountable to that, helping them to achieve that particular goal in life so they can be successful, whether it's on your, you know, in your career, in your business, even your relationship with God, you know, whatever that goal in life that you want to achieve just for yourself. This is my personal goal that I want to be. I want to aim and be more happy with me. Right. Happiness is what I would say that was. That's my mission is to bring out they bring out their best self growth. You know, so it's all about faith, love and sisterhood. But at the end of the day, if you good to yourself, you'll be great to others. And so I, I, I really love the fact that accountability community is where we hold each other accountable with love, of course. But but at the same time, of course, it's all about loving your sisterhood. But first, love yourself. When you're loving yourself, I promise you will love other people so much more. It's funny because as you were talking about being a coach, you had an organization. I mean, your to-do list is absolutely incredible. But on the topic of being a coach, um, what keeps you feeling so rewarded? You talked about accountability, but also as a founder of your organization, what are, what are some challenges that you face? Because I mean, being a coach, people, you know, look up to you and almost put you up on, on a pedestal, if you will. That's right. As a, as a certified coach, you're right. I, it has allowed me to serve my purpose every day, which is helping others. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a spiritual, definitely see spirituality in everything, but definitely in, in, in coaching because you're actually, like you say, you helping someone to achieve a necessary goal in their life so they can become a better person. And, and, and at times it's not easy, but I feel so rewarding when they able to achieve that goal, you know, through whatever obstacles that life may throw their way, that they have a cheerleader, on the side rooting for them and to understand that that person care enough about me and my goals is giving me a fulfillment inside that it only 
that only I would say only that God can give me because of the fact that I'm helping someone. So and in the end of the day, that's my purpose is to help and to serve. And so if I can do that through my coaching uh, programs, what a blessing is that, right? That's a blessing for me. So I would say my biggest challenge is knowing when to let go. I find myself working so much and helping other people that I have to understand that I can only do so much and allow them people, like you said, to understand they also have a responsibility as well. But I, I, I love what I do. I'm passionate about what I do. I find myself working for hours. I work sometimes 16 to 18 hour days, seven days a week. And it's all because I don't consider it work. I consider it I'm just doing what I what I love to do. And, and, and it can be a challenge because that balance, right? Balancing my schedule. That's the reason why that word is so important to me in 2020 because balance and biggest challenge trying to stay focused on schedule not to get burnt out you know in the midst of it because i've always said that anything that anything that you do anything you do too much of is not good for you and that can be even your purpose you know you sometimes you got to let things go and knowing that have that limitation boundaries as you spoke on earlier I only can do so much it's only one person I'm only myself and because I'm creative I'm a visionary I'm always have ideas I have new projects I want to work on I can get so excited with my to-do list but I have to understand to take things one thing like one day at a time but I love what I do so I'm always having a new plan a new strategy I'm always working on something so no one went to let go, like, let it go. You, you're not superwoman, Atrocia. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is an art. Truly, that is an art. In fact, you're, you're absolutely right. I, there's a quote I read somewhere that says, find your passion and you will never work a day in your life. That's it. That's it. Perfect. I live by that. Absolutely. It, the art of balance too is being able to feel whole yourself to be able to deliver to those that you're helping too, right? To not run on empty. Yeah, absolutely. That that's where self-care comes into place right and play right because you can give so much to others and even if you love it, but that at times you forget to love yourself and take time for yourself because I really truly believe that burnout can be it within your passion as well. You know, you're maybe enjoying what you do, but you still have to take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, and loving, and just take time out of life. And, and you're absolutely right, knowing when to let go, but at the same time, making sure that you're fulfilling yourself when you're also balanced. And I think that's important as well. So I want to be balanced. I don't want to feel like I'm I'm loving myself so much that I'm forgetting to, to put my heart back into my, my, my to-do list and my passion. So I want to make sure that my full circle is complete, completed with love and understanding that, number one, I do have to love myself first. But at the end of the day, my purpose is to serve others. So, yeah, that can definitely be a challenge for me every day. No one to let go. It's always a tough one. But speaking of fulfillment, what or who is your happy place? That's a great question. Anytime in the presence with the Lord, that's my happy place. Um, I truly feel most present with him is when I'm in my office. 
my office is a place where it goes down. I'm talking about all my creative ideas, where I, I make things happen. And this also is a place where I pray. I meditate and time, I take time out for me, but it's a place where I can feel him the most, like the sense of his his presence. And I love being in my office. I love being in my home office. I really do. And this is where I just feel more creative here. And this is where I make it happen. So. <laughs> that, that answer, I promise you, is definitely not what the majority would say. But I think that speaks to the fact that this is a labor of love for you, that your office is a place of peace for you. That's incredible. It is. It definitely is. I know it, it's a place where you have to understand my story is that three years ago, it was just a empty room. And so every day prior to becoming a home office, I spoke those words that one day this room is going to be my home office. And that's just the place that I, I prayed. You know, I still did my meditation before I even had furniture was in this room. So I visualized myself being in this room that one day that this is going to be a place where I start a business, a place where I create great content, a place where I have, you know, ideals convert over to a reality, you know, where I, I do all my events. Like, this is the place where it's going to really makes me fulfilled and happy. And so for, for me to sit in this office every day and understand that I spoke those words and to see it in action every day. It's a very humbling experience for me, but it also uh, reminds me of how good God is and how he's with me every day. So even when they're all alone days, right, working 17, 18 hour days, it's a lot. However, I understand that he's with me and he's not letting me go. And that's when you have to know your limitations on, okay, it's time for me to take care of myself now. So I leave my office, close the door. I have to force myself, don't come back into this office, Natrosha. Go and take care of yourself. And because I love what I do, sometimes I have to run from it instead of running to it. So Run from it instead of running to it. Wow. And speaking of spirituality and feeling connected, you talked about meditation. Mm -hmm. Is that a practice that you do for yourself every single day? That's, you know, it's something that I'm learning to practice every day. I, I would often say that it's, it's becoming part of my lifestyle. I need to do more of it. I, I want, it's a goal to do it every day, but once a, once a week is what I, I do. But I'm looking forward to doing it every day or maybe perhaps gradually two, three times a day and then hopefully get to a day of meditation. It's a time where it allows me to block all the noise out and just focus on, you know, understanding my well-being in that time, in that period. And it's just a way for me to pretty much connect with God through, through that moment, even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes. It's just my time. I want on one time with him. And I look forward to getting closer to him that hopefully one day my goal is to have it every day versus once a week. But I just look forward to just spending more time with him. I think once a week, 
you know, sometimes in setting goals for ourselves, we become overambitious and we say, okay, every day I'm going to do this. But, you know, sometimes it's just got to be achievable in the beginning to be able to implement it in, in your life, really, because no one wants to be set up for, for failure, right? Absolutely. And you have to know when, like you said, even when you're setting your goals, that first of all, number one question you ask yourself is this, is this realistic, right? Is this, this something that I achievable, you know, come sometimes we can put so much, like you said, so much on ourselves and we'll get discouraged even in the beginning because you feel like I can't achieve such a goal because it's so huge. So my number one teaching method is take it one day at a time and not try to give yourself a huge goal, but maybe like you said, divide it into instead of, Instead of one week, you know, let's just focus on maybe you do it in a week. If your goal is to do it every day daily, we can gradually increase that time, you know, over time. But let's try to aim for three times out of a week versus five days, you know, seven days out of a week. So gradually. And then that way, does it feel so overwhelmed, as you mentioned, on achieving that particular goal? And I think oftentimes I do see clients or even the sisters get discouraged in the beginning, you know, if they feel as though they're not putting their all into it. And so it's very important to understand our why, why we started it. Why did we want this particular goal to, you know, why we wanted to achieve this particular goal in the first place. Right. And so oftentimes when we rediscover our true intentions, I feel like that's when you give, you put out your best self, you know, every day I try to, have a goal in life. Every day, my to-do list, my goal is to be productive, more productive than I was yesterday. That's my goal. And so every time I check off a item, a to-do list, a task off my list, I get just such a joy. I know I talk about, but it is a joy. And it's just my, maybe like you said, my overachievement, but I love the fact that when I can I'm like, yes, at the end of the day, yes, I took, I'm, I'm celebrating that I didn't check off everything off my list. And I know that's silly to say, but just things like that is what I aim for. Is just like you said, having a goal. So instead of a month goal, I do have monthly goals too, but take a day, day at a time. And it'll get you closer to your goal. I promise you one step at a time will get you to that bigger picture. You're absolutely right. It's a constant work in progress. I think we all try our best to, we, we have that to-do list that we want to finish every day and those tasks can be daunting. But the beauty, right, of especially what's going on right now, it is just a highly saturated, very volatile, it feels tense oftentimes. And because of the, you know, the, the, just this climate that we're in where I feel like our shoulders are up to our ears, and on the podcast, you know, we talk all the time about, you know, anxiety, you know, panic, depression, and all the skills we can implement. You know, that's why I asked you about meditation, because oftentimes with meditation, people feel frustrated because they, they feel like their mind wanders and they always got to bring it back. And it's not an immediate gratification thing, right? If you see the benefit over the longer term with meditation. Absolutely. Meditation is very important. Like you say, it is not only a short, short-term goal, but you wanted it to become a lifestyle goal. You wanted it to become a part of your life. And so due to everything that is going on, this health pandemic, 
is that, like you said, life can seem so overwhelming. And with the negative reports from the media and also social media, that we need time to disconnect and disconnect from everything. I've always used the term unplug. And I myself unplug because because I'm also a social media guru, you know, so a lot of things that I read, all the content, it feeds into my in my energy, that vibe, right? And so it's so important for me to limit myself on how long I spend on social media. Um, also, um, the limitations on how much I, on the length of how much I news that I watched, how much TV, right? And it's so important, like you said, now more important than ever that we focus on, like you said, our self-care because it can get to a point that a lot of people are dealing with anxiety and depression and because of, of the burdens and the stress of life itself. So coping through that is you have to understand, number one, acknowledge it. You know, for me, I can work a lot and then realize my my body, you got to know yourself, right? My body tends to start aching a little bit or may start having like a little headache or things like that. It was a sign for me is that, okay, I believe that I'm getting, I'm stressed. And so when I r- recognize the signs of being stressed is when I have to take, a act, I take actions. Say, okay, now maybe it's time for me to go get a massage or maybe I need a spa day or recognize the things that I enjoy, but also help me to not feel so tense with everything that's going on. So recognizing the sign and doing something about it is a great way for me to cope through it. But but it is also all about, again, self-care, right? When you knowing that when you take care of yourself first, knowing your body, knowing your feelings, knowing how you react to certain things, Work can be stressful with everything else that's going on. Every day there's something new. There's something different about or saying about the news. And so it's human nature to to get in a place where you feel hopeless. You feel uncertain. You feel like, oh, my, is it ever going to get better? Right. You know, we just looking for that light at the end of the tunnel. And if you don't take care of yourself, you'll find yourself, like you said, in a very dark place real quick. And it's hard It's hard to gradually get yourself out of the place when you're so deep into it. So before you even get to that place, do something about it. Take action. Love yourself more. You know, knowing your limitations on enough is enough. Of you, Like you said, taking time away from everything, unplugging. But, but you're often saying, let's go back to meditation. That's where meditation plays a huge part. It's vital, right? Because it allows you to disconnect, even if it's for five minutes, to disconnect from everything and focus on your own energy at that moment. And I feel like that's that's what we need more of, right? Of disconnecting everything. And we are so keen on consuming more because we think consuming more, be it media, be it material goods, what have you. We think it'll, by some kind of, you know, natural progression, we'll we'll become binded by this thing or news article we're we're consuming or thing we're consuming that it'll make us more whole. That's not the case. You're absolutely right. Less is more. It's more. 
Absolutely. It's a juggling act. It's an art. I think that comes with practice. I think it takes a lot of strife and falling down in life to come to that conclusion. But, you know, we're all works in progress until the very end. <laughs> you know? That's true. That is so true. So tell us more um, for LTS. Tell our listeners about how they themselves can join this amazing community you're telling us about and what they could look forward to with Love Thy Sisterhood. Oh, great. Yes, Love Thy Sisterhood. We welcome anyone, anyone from no matter where you're located, you can join Love Thy Sisterhood. And that's the great thing about it. Whether it's offline, it's online. And when we say offline, it's more of our local because we are located here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, however, we do, due to the pandemic, we had to pivot. We had to make changes to our programming. So now majority of our community is online where we have this online forum. So, of course, you can join by going to our website. That's lovethysisterhood.org and go to our Become a Member and right now we're offering our seven-day free free trial. So you can just join and, and try it out, test it out for free for seven days. And you will love it. And, and it, it is a you can actually do month to month or a yearly subscription. But it's more about membership perks where we recognize birthdays, we come together, we fellowship, we pray, we encourage, we do check-ins every month. We have an intercessory team that prays for those that's in need. We have a, a planning committee where we plan the events together. So we're always busy. There are always things to do. <laughs> but you can find all this great information on our website. Again, that's lovethysisterhood.org. That's www.lovethysisterhood.org. Perfect. Uh, I, I know. I know. It's just so much... Due to the COVID-19, the pandemic and everything, it's that I'm just so looking more forward to growing more with the ladies. I think that is so important that we continue to grow um, spiritually, personally, and just, of course, professionally. But staying connected is the key thing. You know, oftentimes when I've noticed as the founder and just as a leader that even during this pandemic, we all experience it's new for all of us. So when it, when a lot of people don't know how to actually reach out, you know, it's like ask for help, but you pretty much ashamed to ask for help. Or I often find that a lot of people disconnect. When they disconnect, they disconnect everything. And so all you know, right now it's like we're experiencing that time in our life that. A lot of people are uncertain about their future. And it's pretty, yeah, it, it, it's like that, you know, I'm, a, I'm the only one excited, but they understanding like, well, we're right now going through a pandemic, like what we are excited about. So also it's so important that we realize that when you're joining any community or sisterhood or organization that you remember your why. Why did you start? What made you click on that button and join? Because that's going to take you far, um, you know, with any organization or sisterhood. So, yeah, we welcome anyone. Yeah, we love to have you. <laughs> I think you said it perfectly, understanding the why. Understanding the why that you want to connect. It comes down to human connection. And I think when they do click that button and when they do want to join your community, understanding the why 
at the deep part of their soul or on their spirit level, it is that longing for connection. And I do thank you on behalf of all of your followers and everybody that's part of your community for what you've contributed truly. It's, uh, you have to know personally for myself too, we've had a few conversations now and just to our listeners, what Natrosha does on such a cellular level is she will pivot your energy in a way that I rarely see. I interact with a lot of people and her ability to tap into your energy and make sure that you come away from that conversation with her feeling just genuinely happier is truly something that uh, you have to experience for yourself. So I do want to thank you on behalf of everybody in your community. But thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing to be able to speak to your listeners and understand the importance of of themselves and their lives. And of course, loving themselves, I think is more important than anything. It is loving yourself. And when you love yourself, you'll be able to do so much more for others. I promise you. Oh, I believe you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. That was the awesome Natrosha Miller, and I thank her so much for her energy, her kindness. Thank you all for joining me today. Go conquer and have a beautiful week ahead. 